welcome into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name's Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to another fun-filled episode, you know. How was your week? You know, I'm week, Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just glitch? <laughs> yeah, that was my week. Okay, I feel you. Sometimes weeks just be like that. Sometimes you just feel like that. And it's nothing. It was just a dope week. And um, <laughs> my week felt no the same way. Huh? My week felt the same way. I have nothing to add. It's just a bunch of reflecting. I want a week where I don't reflect. But that's not going to happen. Just, you want a week where you don't <laughs> reflect? Come on. <laughs> Let's be I just real. Wanna, I just want a week where I'm like, turn off the lights and don't think about it. <laughs> that's funny you want a week where you're not trying to improve and it's just impossible <laughs> right now i feel like what what age can anyone tell us what age where you just stop trying to improve and you just coast in life and you go i'm good enough i hope yeah. it's like a certain age i really just want to get to a certain age and be like it is what it is like i've, <laughs> I've contributed all i can contribute like and now it's just about like you know gardening exactly cooking, cleaning like stuff like that so I was watching, everybody knows I'm obsessed with YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, I was watching some of my favorite YouTubers who are Disney bloggers. <laughs> Shocker. But anyway, um, one of um the wife in the duo, she just turned 38. First of all, I did not know she was 38 because like they're just so youthful. But also I have to, um, there's so much I have to unlearn about age. Like you don't get like i feel like because also i had like a lot of mean teachers who just me- made it seem like once you get like 38 and stuff like that that you just everything's just like me but anyway um I think, yeah age was not portrayed well on it was television not portrayed in the 90s oh it was hard women used to, like first of all everybody know i love the nanny but like the way that she would lie about her age because she was like 35 like <laughs> And she looked amazing. She looked great. But she'd be like, yeah, I'm 29. (laughs) So anyway, sorry. Yeah, women made it like turning 30 was dying. So the one of the the um the wife in a duo, she turned 38. Um, and she was like, I'm like, she was like, I'm very happy. Her husband like had a picnic for her. He's surprised her with a picnic Uh um for her birthday. And they had their and she just had her first child. Um, he's two, so she first had her first child at thirty six, um, and she was like, "I'm just very content, like I'm very happy, um, and I just really like where life is going right now." And I, when I heard her say that, I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "No way!" Wow! <laughs> no way! That was just so beautiful. She's like, "I'm just content, like I'm just happy, like she's like, I'm just happy with like how life goes, and like they have like how their channel was planned out, like they're just working, working, working." They both like ping pong off of each other, do thing, and then they said for the holiday season they just want to relax and you know not really make so much content, just like take a vacation. And I'm just like, wow, that just sounds so like it just sounds so beautiful just to hear like a 38 year old woman say, "I'm content." Yes, chills. I love that man. <laughs> I got chills. I love that. It makes me wonder it, if I can do that right now. Exactly. Like, do I have also, to wait until I'm 38? And also, I love the fact that she's a 38-year-old woman with a toddler because as somebody who does not have children now and 
as somebody who I feel like that will probably be the age that I have children, um, it was so refreshing to hear because people be praying on our downfall, being like, <laughs> being like, who wants to be like, I'm gonna be on vacation while you raising a toddler or whatever that. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that like, you know, I did not want to have a child at 19. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Listen. Here's what I'm going to say. Like, I really do want people who have children to, like, have a life. Uh, like, you know, but I feel like they don't be wanting the same thing for me. <laughs> exactly. All. So, I'm like. They, but, mm-hmm. you, so, you want to do. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm just going to be an older I didn't mother. Trust, exactly. Sorry I didn't trust anybody to just bing bong. Like, you know, I just. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't trust them. But moving on, because I feel like I'm getting a little bit flag- fragrant or whatever I pronounce it. But yeah, but it was just refreshing to hear a 38-year-old woman say something like that. Because I'm like, I can definitely see myself becoming a mother at, again, I think she had her child at like 35, 36. Because he, he'll be, he turned two. Sorry, why do I know this? He turned two today. What they said, <laughs> I, it's not, sorry, I remember birthdays. Like, I cannot forget. They said his birthday was November 30th, and I cannot forget it. I don't forget anybody's birthday. So, yeah, he just turned two. And so it just was so, I'm like, wow. Like, that made me feel good. Because, again, people uh, make it seem like a nightmare to be a mom, you know, in your um, late 30s. And also just hearing somebody say, like, I'm content and being, like, 38. And just hearing, in in general, hearing a woman say that, too, it just was, like, very, like, wow. And, like, I loved it, like, sorry, I'm not getting off track, I'm gonna stop at this, but, like, how she, like, will get on the vlogs with, like, no makeup on sometimes, and, like, a big t-shirt, and, like, she still has, like, you know, a mom body, and, like, she's just, like, I just love it, and I'm just, like, freedom. Yeah, that is, I, I do love it, and I love to just hear of that. I have to check out this vlogger, because I have been, um, taking a break from the murder podcast, haha, to, um, really consume better thoughts, because I'm like, maybe that's my problem, maybe that's it. Yeah. I listen to things about murder 24 hours a day, that might be why I and paranoid and distrustful and just scared yeah. constantly. Um, <laughs> I'm constantly scared. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? So I'm like, all right, I've been listening to Will Smith's audiobook and thank this you. other really great podcast. Um I think it's called Even the Rich. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll like post it on Twitter. Y'all can ask me. But it's a really great podcast just about like celebrities. And like I cannot lie. I love pop culture and I love celebrity culture. Um, but specifically in the old way we consumed it and just knowing like the things that people have voluntarily shared with mm-hmm. us. Not like there's things that they've been trying to hide. I feel like that part I don't like. Like I want mm-hmm. only what people want to share, like not their deepest, darkest secrets. That's a little too invasive. Yeah. But um, yeah, so just listening to things like that has, it's just been helping my mental. So yeah, good. You might thank you. Cause like, I remember one time I came over and I was like, Hey, can we watch something that's like not a murder and stuff? And you was like, well, what do you, but I'm like, mine. <laughs> Me and my mom will literally watch. I can't. We'll go back and forth. We'll go, all right, let's do Forensic Files. All right, let's I do can't. ID Channel. All right, let's do a crime documentary on HBO. All right, let's do something on Netflix now. 
that my mom is even worse than me. But again, I sometimes joke and say my mom doesn't have mental health because it doesn't affect her anyway. No, my mom is the same way. Like she'll literally just have it as background noise. I can't. And like this is coming from somebody who is a hardcore like horror fan. Like because that's fake. Yeah, exactly. I can consume like when it's fake and stuff like that. Like I can consume it. I'm like, oh, that's makeup. Oh, Freddy Krueger doesn't do this. Like all stuff like that. Like you know, because even the horror movies that I like are like goofy. Like if I watch a horror movie that is like too close to like maybe realism sometimes i have to like back off like stuff mm-hmm. like the mist and stuff like that i'm like those are things that i can see happening so <laughs> i'm like i just have to but yeah i have to like i spend a lot of my time watching the couples or people in general travel like go to disney or like give go to like roadside attractions like the world's biggest airport <laughs> because i do not consume i'd be like they'll like even when it's not murder i'll be like, all right is this something about like a heist that i can like learn about is there something about like a robbery can i hear something about a suicide bomber can i hear something about hostages like i want to hear something like that and i'm like all right i think i just like to hear about truth crazy things that happen but it doesn't have to be like you know so negative it can be you know like true things that happen like in history with elizabeth taylor like i literally listened to a podcast i now know all about elizabeth taylor i believe it was was it eight marriages was it mm-hmm. six or eight um, i don't I'm know not sure but between those, I, I now understand it. And I feel like she was right to marry all those people. Like, I, I feel like, all right, good. I feel good there. You know? Yeah. I feel good. Because I'm be like, what? I'm like, how can you, like, even, like, just watching TV with my mom. I'm like, I can't. He was like, if it's not that, it's my 600-pound life. It's like <laughs> something. Like, it's just so. I was so mad that one time when um you wanted to watch something different. I'm like, so if it's not a thriller, what do we watch? I'm really yeah you were so and i'm like that is sick i'm like the fact that i want to watch something wholesome and like <laughs> that was just i do like some wholesome things though i'm like that's really nuts to me um because yeah. also i'll be falling asleep i feel like i just need something to you know that's sick to me i have to because it will make me like it will i will like internalize it sometimes i will yeah, internalize you're, right, it. you're not wrong you're just being human i'm the sick one i'm the sick one <laughs> But, um, yeah, guys, so that was our week. <laughs> that was literally our week. Uh, toast for sis. Wait. So, I'm sorry, Sabria. I'm so sorry. It's actually time for phase four. <laughs> I scooch you down on the outline, and I was like, this isn't right. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not like, hold up. You said, wait. <laughs> phase four. I'm so sorry. Let us know who our phase four uh, was suggested oh, to us by because it was such a good so one. It week. was suggested by, so I asked Instagram and I'm going to do this more frequently. Um, it was suggested by Ali underscore Maj. Ali is spelled A L I underscore M A J love. Um, they suggested it on Instagram when I asked question in the story oh shit i didn't know we did a little instagram question i was like i didn't well, I did see it this question on, so i was asking on my personal instagram because oh, okay, i feel cool. like people i feel like more people are willing to respond to me on personal like on my instagram or on my twitter because mm-hmm. that's where like i feel like we have the most like following or like i don't know or maybe a pop-up more or and also i noticed not to sound like like a numbers nerd but i noticed that my story numbers have been going up 
So I'm like, all right, I'll take advantage of that and I'll post the question on my Instagram. Okay. All right. Well, I'm happy you did because this is a really great question. Yeah, I really like this question. Because they said, because I asked um, what should we talk about and they said personal style. And I'm like, how can I flip this that we can still talk about it? Because I feel like it's like not something that we can put in common senses. So I'm like, go for it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So four elements that make up our personal style. You first. So again, this is such a fun question for me. So um four things that make up my personal style i feel like something either red or black sometimes pink because if something comes in black and it also comes in pink i always have to get like i'm looking at my crocs right now and i have the same crocs and i have one that's black and one that's pink like i always have just a certain shade of pink like are we just talking about this yes it is a certain shade of pink it is very like i really like like barbie pink or like light baby pink. Yeah. And or like I feel like it's like a rock star pink sometimes. Yes, like exactly. A rock star pink. Thank you. Like Avril Lavigne pink. Exactly. You know? Yvonne just knows. She just knows. It's so yeah. true. So yeah, so it's either something red or black, or there's sometimes something pink. And that's like very like, you know, random. Because I like pink accessories. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one is shapewear. I have been wearing shapewear. <laughs> I have been wearing shapewear since I was a teenager, and I know to some people that's like oh, whatever, whatever. But like, um, people, if you don't know my mom, my mom is very glamour, like she glamour focused, like she loves glamour, and and so now I started it started rubbing on me, rubbing off on me. And the first time I got um, shapewear was for my oh. Did I get Shaper before that? I probably had Shaper before this, but I remember my favorite moment probably was Shaper. And this probably sounds so crazy to some people. As for my senior prom, um, my aunt and my cousin and my other cousin and my mom, they all were putting me in shapewear. So they all were like tugging on me, pulling on me, like pulling up like the um like the girdle that like I had or whatever. And I think I had a corset too or whatever. They was all putting it. And I just felt like this is glamour. Like I loved <laughs> like I just loved it. I feel like a doll. Like I just felt like um like you know when you watch like um like a like Marie Antoinette or something like that and you're yeah. like dressing and pull like I felt like that and I love it like I can like I always like I wear um sometimes when I go to the gym I wear um like I said waist trainer because I just love any sort of shapewear like I can't explain it I just love it I worked at a shapewear store had no my co-workers always would complain about it I never complained <laughs> I never complained about the shapewear <laughs> I never complained about it because I just was so used to wearing it. Like I even wore that brand to my interview. So like <laughs> I just had no, so I feel like definitely, and also a corset, like I have to wear a, somehow get a corset in there. So that that's definitely, I feel like a key element to my style is like shapewear. It really um, has been like since our whole time knowing each other. And I used to think that was so crazy. I'm like, yo, first of all, I'm so happy we moved past 
call and shape wear just like girdles. Oh yeah, my god, I hated that. When my mom used to like put girdles on, it's just she's like fasten it up for me. <laughs> I used to have to fasten the back of it. And then like when you wear certain dresses, I remember my mom first started like encouraging me like you always gotta wear shapewear or like something like a smoother. No, regardless <laughs> of your weight, because I was a kid, like I know she yeah. didn't care about my stomach being out. But like if it's a thin material, you have to wear like shapewear to smooth yourself. Yes. About. Mm-hmm. and I used to get so uncomfortable like I don't want to wear this this is two things to pull down when I have to go to the bathroom and then like if it was like more like a girdle it would leave like indents in my sides and I'm like ow so I'm like <laughs> you really a trooper for that for always wearing shape where I can't oh I love it so much because I feel like I just feel so put together like I feel so like symmetrical it just makes me feel like I don't know. I just love it so much. And I was so, and I used to sell shapewear and I was so good at it because it's something that I truly believe in. <laughs> it's a really something I believe in. Um, also a platform shoe, like any type of, and not any type. So let me bring, let me roll that back because I feel like, I feel like only certain people know the type of platform I like. And that's Iman, my mom and Savvy. Like, I feel like I don't like every type of platform. And I'll probably post about, like, I'll post a a picture of, like, the platforms that I do not like. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because I know exactly what platforms. (laughs) Because I'll be feeling like, I'm like, think different of me. Like, think highly of me. Because I feel like... Just think about Brett's shoes, essentially. Exactly. Like, think about Brett's shoes. It's not that hard. Like, a Brett-style <laughs> platform, it's not that hard. Like, don't get me fucked up. So, I feel like a platform-like type of shoe, like, I personally, I love having my feet out. Like, I love having my feet out. So, I love, I'm looking at my shoes now, and, like, I'm having such a hard time because I have so many shoes that, like, are, like, open toe. And I love open toe platforms. You know, that's a key to yourself. Having your feet out all the time. <laughs> my feet out. I love having my feet out. Sabrina, like, like take her <laughs> shoes off no matter. Y'all like every, when did you take your shoes off? You already got your coat off. <laughs> I just love having my feet out. Like I love an open toe shoe. Like also, like I feel like an open toe shoe makes me look taller and it makes my legs look leaner. Um, because I'm a shorter person. So I feel like a, a open toe does not cut me off. Yeah. Obviously, because my feet are like out. So I feel like it gives like multiple illusions. So I just love an open toe platform. But yeah, a platform that is definitely key to my style. Like I have like most of the, how many do I have? One, two, three, four, five. I have five pairs of platform Crocs. Um, I just love, and Demona's, like I love platforms. Like, that is just definitely a key, like, to my style. Platforms, um, black or pink, and, like, I have, like, two shoes that are rainbow. Um, also, so the fourth thing is something horror-related. Um, so I have two necklaces that are, like, my favorite necklaces. Um, I have this one necklace that has three skulls on it. I don't know how to describe it, like what type of style of necklace it is, but it's like, it looks, um, it has three skulls on it. Um, and it's like a dingly necklace. Um, and that's, I would say like horror related because it has skulls. And then I have one that is a dagger. Um, and I wear usually all the time. 
Um, and sometimes I'll have like a shirt that has like a hard reference on it. Um, or sometimes my outfit will be inspired by like, obviously like Elvira. Um, or like I'll have my hair like inspired. Like I like, like, even though <laughs> if anybody would love to loan me $600 to get a human hair wig, <laughs> don't be shy. But anyway, <laughs> I like my hair <laughs> to look a certain way because it looks like 80s like b movie like 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 the girl like think of the cool girl in like that 80s horror movie that's like man step off like i love get out of here you freak yeah exactly her hair Mm -hmm. that's like my favorite cynthia exactly like it's, it's like it's her hair is like big and it looks it's in the borderline of like um like does she need her hair done or like that's her style like that's like very much did she use a can of spray and you know volume spray and did she tease it a lot absolutely exactly so like highly like teased like 80s horror related like hair that is like my thing um so yeah and i know like some people probably be like clocking me like oh like yeah i know sometimes they don't look the best because of synthetic hair but i do like like my favorite thing that um glam Graf says is she likes her hair to look lived in and i'm like yeah, that's what it is same i like i mom. like stuff to look lived in so yes. it's like i guess that's the last one like horror later or something that's like like more like i don't i like stuff that is like perfectly um imperfect that's corny to say but something like again i like stuff to look lived in like even when like my black t-shirt you know when you have like a black t-shirt and it gets like faded sometimes mm-hmm. love that look yeah or sometimes when you get like a hole in the right place on something yes it's like oh i love that i have a sweatshirt that my cousin and his fiance they've been hounding me for this sweater for years and i love this sweater and i have been working on it's because like this is my like rick owens inspired sweater because it's like one of my favorite designers and it has like holes in it and it has holes like in the arm area and like in the chest area and it's like a real oversized sweater and it looks like very like tattered like it's something that literally would be like sold on essence for like maybe like six hundred dollars it looks like that but it's a sweater that i had that was already quote-unquote lived in and it just got like more worn over time and it's just like perfect now um and my cousin and his fiance are always trying to get it from me and you'll never get it but yeah (laughs) that's stuff like i love stuff that looks like perfectly like just worn and lived in i love that i can i agree that's the best way to wear things sometimes when it's too fresh i just be like i look too shiny you know exactly and it's like corny it's just a corny like yeah yeah or you feel like um do you feel like remember when spongebob was like hi i'm normal (laughs) (laughs) or like you ever see somebody on like um like i don't want to call out any brand in particular but you see somebody doing like a clothing like they're wearing the clothes and they all look real new and it's just something joe about it that it looks so new please tell me after this because i'm yeah because i'm not trying getting away no future bags (laughs) (laughs) i already got 
you know, I already did it last week. It's okay. Yeah, we both be doing it. We both be getting in the way of the bag verbally, but um, it's okay. We working on it. Um, so for me, the first one is the bare minimum. Um, uh, something like honestly, I'm most comfortable when I'm as close to naked as possible. So that is like at least one element on me needs to be a strappy, like a spaghetti, a spaghetti strap shirt, spaghetti strap dress. Uh, I love shorts. I love bikinis. I love crop tops. I love halter tops. Like, yeah. honestly, but I don't <laughs> like them all together. You know, like, I would never wear, like, shorts and a crop top. Like, that's too much. It's like, sometimes, like, I just would prefer one of the elements. Like, if I'm wearing jeans in the summertime, I'm going to be wearing, like, a skinny strap, like, top. If I'm wearing shorts, you know, I might wear, like, a t-shirt. So, you know, like, to balance it out. Mm-hmm. But... That's only because of like my proportions. It don't look right to wear all those things together. Not because like I'm like, oh, I'm doing too much. That's not it. I really do like to be as close to naked as possible. Like, I don't know what it is. I like to be barefoot. I don't like to wear socks. Like that is the element to my style is to always look like you just walked out of like the jungle and <laughs> decided to just like, let me just throw a shirt on real quick. Like that's part of my style. Let me, Sabrina actually always used to get on me. She's like, bro, do you have any shirt just not a crop top <laughs> no for real like <laughs> but it's okay because i will wear a corset anywhere but you inspire because so it's funny that you said that that you don't like wearing socks and that's something i noticed because i always have to wear socks or i am uncomfortable like i so on thanksgiving i'm like none of these socks are gonna look right like my outfit so i wore no socks on my sneakers and i'm like i could do it because Iman does it Oh, yeah. I hate socks. I hate Man, I them. I have so many socks. Like I had, like that's something that, like, if I'm out somewhere and I see a pair of socks, like that's something that I'll just randomly buy. <sighs> yeah, I gotta get better at having different types of socks for different things. But yeah, I'm just not a sock person. I don't like, like, even right now it's winter and I'm kind of cold walking around the house. But I'm like, I'm just gonna have to head a heat up high because. I want to wear shorts. Like, I want my legs out. I don't want to be in sweatpants. It's just something about me and clothes where we just don't really be getting along. Yeah. And again, if I wear a dress, I'm like, the shoulders got to be out. Like, the legs got to be out. Something. Like, I really have a hard time just picturing myself in, like, a long maxi, long sleeve maxi dress. Like, that just, I don't ever, I don't really see that for myself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it for me either. Next is earthy tones. Like I yeah. need, I love olive green, love orange, love yellow, blush, different shades of um neutrals. Like that's just something I feel really, really comfortable in. Love gray. I don't know why. Olive green though, that's the one for mm-hmm. me. Love me olive green. It's to the point where I have to stop myself. Like you know, every jacket you get can't be olive green. Me with lace though. Hmm? I said that's me with with uh black. But black but. is the color to do it with. Black mm-hmm. really is. Like I have a pair of olive green like Chelsea boots, like I got an olive green coat. Ever I have never gone without an olive green coat for the fall. That's just a staple for me. Like I need to always have it. If there's something instead of getting the black or the white button up, if there's olive green, I'm I gotta get that one. Like I just that's so like my favorite color. Um, and orange and yellow are bigger for me, like in the summer and like spring, but olive green is like year round and especially in like fall and winter. Mm-hmm. 
Next is a high top sneaker. I love those. Like I love a Chuck. I love I love a Van. I love or should I just say like a canvas sneaker, you know? Cause I love Vans. I love Chucks. I, I just really like wearing sneakers with things that I don't even they don't I wouldn't have even imagined wearing them with. Like now I'm going back into the office and like back in the day before the pandemic, office culture was like you gotta wear like some boots or some heels or something like that. Now because ain't a lot of people in here, you really could just wear a pair of dress pants and some vans. You can literally wear some um a dress and some some chucks. And now when I do go to the gym and I know it's just a day of lifting, I'll wear my vans to the gym. So it's so like I think at this point that's definitely a staple. Before vans, it was definitely like chucks for me. Like I would have like neon ones, like um some sparkly ones, but I really love a sneaker. Um, a cute, sporty, edgy sneaker. And finally, a lot of people may not know this about me because I actually do not wear my glasses in pictures, <laughs> but I'm a big glasses person. And that's 100% like a staple to my style. Like I yes. have over 10 pairs of prescription glasses, sunglasses, um, and they're all like, I'm not even like a, I'm not a big designer person. Like everyone probably knows that about me by now. Like I'm just whatever about stuff like that but when it comes to my glasses that's the only time I am kind of like interested in like designer stuff like I am interested in like Miu Miu, the Tom Ford, Chloe, Prada, Mascot like I am a collector when it comes to my glasses and my dad has always taught me because it used to be a time where I would just have one pair of glasses and I went to college and because I wasn't taking care of them, falling asleep with them, just not putting them in their case at the end of the night. By the time I came finish my first year of college, my dad looked at my glasses and was like, what in the actual fuck? If this is something that you need to wear on your face every day, you need to flex. Like you need to really, really put on a show. If you got to wear glasses every day, if your sight is as bad, you know, as I think it is, then you need to not, you know, go crazy. And thanks to his funding, I really, really got like started collecting like one year at a time. Just get some glasses, just get some glasses, some years too. And it's like over 10 years later, I really have a collection of glasses. So I really do. Love them. I have a case. My case is overflowing. Um, if you guys know any cool glasses brand, please send them to me because while I have been like into like all the, you know, designer stuff because I support this like glasses shop that like my dad has been going to since he was young. I do also know that there are a lot of cool, you know, glasses brands where you can just get like a bunch online. I know Warby Parker, huh? Zilu. Yeah, I heard it. I think, yeah, I heard it. Zilu, of course, Warby Parker, but anyone else, any other ones? It's something like something optical. Forget. Oh, yeah. I don't know. yeah. But it's, I think it's Zenny Optical. Oh. Zenny Optical is another one uh, online. But send me any glasses spot. There's a, a glasses spot. It's this place called C S E E in Ardmore, mm -hmm. like a suburban square. And I saw some really cool red glasses in their window. So I was like, I think I might go back to see about those. Um, check out the price and, you know, use, use some of my little HSA money to get some glasses. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's it. That's the personal style. That was a very fun one. 
That was a very fun one. Is there anything I forget, Sabrina? Because I know you are better at stuff like that than me. And I'm like, she probably like, nope, I got a better one. (laughs) So I would say that is definitely um, true. Those are all true. Um, I feel like also you now you are getting into like denim stuff. You're really good with athleisure wear too. And like elements of like cozy wear um, cause I never like got into like, um, I wasn't really into athleisure wear and stuff until I saw like how serious like you was taking it. Cause I remember like when we first started going to the gym and stuff and you was like, um, wearing like, oh, Nike leggings and stuff like that. I'm like, oh snap. Like, let me, cause I just was like getting whatever. But I'm like, oh snap. Like there's the thing. Like, I feel like you definitely was on the athleisure like way before it has hit like you know the streets what? like as big as you it know, has I'm so yeah. a trendsetter what? yeah so wow. i feel like definitely something uh athleisure and also like i feel like you definitely play with elements of like masculinity oh, for um, sure. and femininity um and what else um also uh I know you haven't worn one yet, but I know you are itching to wear a gown. Um. Oh my god! I want to get. I want to go to debutantes so bad. I want to go to balls. I want to go to award shows. I feel like I want to go to award shows, and I'll be on the red carpet. They, what does she do? <laughs> I'm about to ask me who I'm wearing. <laughs> ask me who I'm wearing. That's. I really just want to get doll up and go to like balls. Like I want to go to Met Gala. I I I love to be. Oh, I would up. eat down at the <sighs> Met Gala. I just know I would. I really want to go to like the Oscars so I can get like very, very like dramatically beautiful. You know, like that would be a dream come true. That's so if anybody at the Oscars had like tickets or something, like, I don't know what the process is, but I'm 100% willing to like glam myself out if I just can get an invite, you know? Period. But Period. I just know, I think that's really, really, uh, spot on i always see you always can do stuff like this better than me but being ambiguous that's something i've always been interested in for some reason like getting having the ability to get really really pretty but also having the ability to like feel really pretty while dressed masculine like i don't know why i feel really pretty when i'm just like dressed in things that shouldn't make me feel pretty from society standards but it's just like this is going to sound like such a Leo, but I feel like I'm that pretty that I can dress any way I want to. Exactly. And it's going to stand like that. I'm that pretty. I don't need anything. I don't need no earrings. I don't need no makeup. I'm just naturally pretty. I feel like ASAP Rocky. Like when he, but like, I'll be that pretty mother. Like, I just feel <laughs> pretty is just, it's just present. Pretty is present. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like you definitely, I would see it more recently, but like getting into it, Especially with like you wear like button ups and stuff, um, more now. Um, so yeah, I see that. Only fueling further rumors from my family. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't know if I told y'all. My whole family think I'm like a secret lesbian, and I'm just like, if I was a lesbian, it wouldn't be a secret because everybody know I am who I am all the time, regardless. <laughs> and it right. ain't nothing wrong with being a lesbian. And like I said, me and my girlfriend would be sitting right here at this table if that's what it was. But it's just funny to me because everyone thinks that it's like, and then you imagine showing up with like Doc Martens and like uh, a sweatsuit and people are just like, <laughs> what's going on? Because that's all it takes to be a lesbian. That's all it takes. Um, but anyway. I 
I'm sorry, so silly. You know how, so your Explorer page is tailored to you. And I'm like, why? I'm like, so everybody want to be um, doing outfit of the days and everybody want to dress up. That's because I like fashion stuff on my, yeah, <laughs> stuff. I'm seeing it. I don't know why. Um, It's literally tailored to me. You really be ready to snap. I really be ready to be like, what is this? So it's literally my own doing. But yeah, girl, let's get into toast for assist. This week, we want to send a prayer. We want to send a prayer to Virgil, um, the artistic director of Louis Vuitton's menswear and the founder of his brand, Off-White. He passed away on Sunday. Um, apparently, he had a private battle with cancer for several years, and he passed away um, on Sunday, you know, leaving his wife and two kids. It's terrible news. Um, just really sad. Just really, really sad. Terrible news. Yeah. Um, so I'm still in shock. I still can't believe it. Me too. Me neither. It's just been um this a rapid fire of just losing two iconic black men who have been privately fighting. It just brings new meaning to again, we just don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. So just sending thoughts and prayers to his family and all the people that loved him and taking a moment to respect like exactly what happened, what he did and contributed to fashion. Mm-hmm. Next, um, we kind of talked about it last week. We talked about the movie King Richard mm-hmm. and how, you know, certain people were mad because a movie they thought was about Venus and Serena um, was dedicated to their father and you know all the white feminists was mad well me and Sabrina both had a chance to watch the movie and we're here to say that King Richard is not just about Venus or Serena it's about the story about of their family it's about um never allowing imposter syndrome to take you down it's about the radical how radical it is to instill self-love and confidence Mm. in black children in a world where people are always trying to like stop them. It's about being a team because it Venus and Serena was a product of sacrifices from their entire family. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that man didn't play when it came to his children. Yeah. That was like, that was really a lot of stuff. Like, you know, that he did was definitely ahead of his time. Absolutely ahead of his time. And I think that if like, we all know Venus and Serena are heroes. We could probably guess that they've experienced some, you know, um, adversity just being two black women in a white dominated sport. But I think this movie really, really like, yo, these little girls were being put through the ringer. They really were. And if it wasn't for their father's radical, radical self-love he went to crazy extremes to Mm -hmm. make sure these girls confidence and skills were bulletproof Mm -hmm. it just was an outstanding story so shout out to just um that movie and kate and richard himself like fabulous father like you could say i know there are some Mm -hmm. questions about everything else but he did what he had to do uh to make sure that his children were successful Mm -hmm. and he was relentless exactly and like just to because like a lot of us now like especially as black people are like just learning about like you know how to um what's the word um dissimulate as white supremacy and like instilling like you know radical self-love and like black 
like you know i mean some i know iman's mom and like my mom like for instance my mom um wouldn't allow me to have white barbies unless it was like a celebrity so i could have like mary kate and ashley or spice girls but like if it was a barbie they had to be it had to be Teresa or christine what's the christy christy it had to be because Teresa back in the day christy Teresa was like my complexion but now she a little lighter but anyway um it was either Teresa or Chrissy I was only allowed to have black or or light brown dolls only um so like seeing and like but a lot of people you know didn't grow up like that and then seeing like him even and we were raised in the 90s and seeing somebody even before that was on some tip like that like yo, that is he really was ahead of his time, and also he was, like bro. I, he really was ahead of his time, and also like how he just believed in them. Like he just I was like, you know, I didn't see what you're saying, but I know, I know these girls are going to be great. Also, how he wanted them to be children. Oh yeah, protected their innocence um at all costs, and 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 really allowed them to like take control over their future like venus was deciding herself if she wanted to do a deal with nike not him it's like it's up to her she's 14 years old and he's like it's her decision it's her life her career her money she decides what to do and i think that's what separated him from some parents Mm -hmm. who would have been like yeah 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 let's put my daughter out let me get the money because that's what a lot of these parents of these child athletes and stars do they use their children as cash cows but i mean don't get me wrong their career did support the family Mm -hmm. in the sense that he told people if you want to train my daughters you have to pay for room and board for my entire family that's as far as the movie showed it Mm -hmm. but i think venus and serena intentionally show like all these moments where their agency mattered and that's really important for black girls that is why these women are bosses because mm-hmm. of that agency that was given to them by th- their parents. Cause, and also the mother, their mom, like Venus and Serena mom was also a powerhouse. And I just love that this movie was called King Richard, but it gave her her flowers too. Like, mm-hmm. cause you know what they say? It's a man's world, but it's nothing about a woman. And in every situation like this, when there was a quote unquote strong male protagonist, there's always the root is always going to be like their wife who's really calling the shots when mm-hmm. shit get too crazy like they're shutting it down and i just i just loved it like the movie was great guys go watch it please. it was great it was definitely great and also i something that stuck out for me is like and it's crazy because like you can see all the values that he instilled in him until this day like mm-hmm. just how they are like i'm thinking about how you know it was a time on the internet where people was like really trying to break down Serena Williams for, you know, being more, um, masculine, um, looking at or having like, you know, a strong bone structure and people were trying to like, you know, talk about her and like all that kind of stuff. And like, she, I don't remember her ever addressing it. Um, yeah. and she just like kept on getting stronger, kept on building more muscle. Kept on, mm-hmm. it's just like 
was not giving a fuck about it. Um, and her her shutting down matches, saying things like, look, I know what you thought happened, but it didn't happen. And I don't ever accuse me of losing because I'd rather cheat. Um, I'd rather, uh, uh, no, they said, don't ever accuse me of cheating because I'd rather lose mm-hmm. than to ever cheat. And like her just having this, like, you're not going to say that to me. Telling interviewers, I don't feel like talking to you. I'm tired. He built a bulletproof wall of confidence in his daughters from an early age. And that's so, so, so important to do to black children because look at what they'll be up against. And he always said, the world has never respected me, but they're going to respect Venus and Serena Williams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that shit gave me chills. Like, yes. I was nobody. They beat on me. They disrespected me. People hate me. They will not do that to my children. And I think as a black person, it, I don't even have kids, but I think that to myself. Any pain I experienced that was caused as a side effect of me being black, you know that you want to fight hard for your kids never to experience that. Mm-hmm. And I love that because, like, you know, some, there are some parents that are just like, well, if I had to do that, go through this, you do too. And it's like that, um, it's just not the way. No, it's not the way. Like, come on, yeah. Why we all got to suffer just because, you know, you got a wedgie or swirly or anything else. Like, why Why I got to pay the price for that? But the movie was fantastic. And I tell everybody, if you got imposter syndrome, I think it's a great movie. The movie is essentially about manifestation. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's very true. Because imposter syndrome definitely be whooping my ass. Oh yeah, same. It definitely does. Um, the movie helped. But um, yeah, shouts to King Richard and Venus and Serena Williams. So let's get into this tea time. And I'm actually excited because neither of us really talked about insecure. This we did. We usually, unfortunately, start talking about things before the show happens and be like, all right, let's stop and save it for the show. But we actually didn't talk about insecure this week at all. So it'll be nice to just hop into it with you. So we left off. Issa's at the hospital. She sees Lawrence and Condola, and she <laughs> has a fucked up, fuck them kids moment. She she dunks the baby, um, and then kicks Condola. And then we realize it's just a little Issa fantasy. <laughs> that shit was oh, hilarious. That's a heavy crack. It. <laughs> no, when she like jumped at Lawrence, like nigga, don't you don't start. <laughs> So hilarious. I couldn't wait till you saw that. I was oh. like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm laughing because I think about the baby face. She's like, he's so cute. And then it just a grab. <laughs> but the way she did the like the throw, like she like went back on her leg, like the whole Iris and Like, what? <laughs> Fuck them kids. Kicks condola. <laughs> Yo. Like, why would she ever do that? But, um, was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, the funniest thing is that when she was walking down the hall, like, she, like, jumped at somebody else. Like, just randomly. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely on one. Um, it was a dream, though. Um, it wasn't real. This episode, first of all, this season, Molly looks so good. She looks good. She's doing so good. I just, Her character definitely has been redeemed. Like, I... Congratulations. Like, I didn't think it could be done. Yeah. She's definitely been redeemed. Like, honestly, I forgot all the stuff that she has did. I'm she's glad. such a different woman, but that's how growth be. It's like, soon as you something click for somebody, mm-hmm. they and they start, it's to the point where they start realizing, like, oh, I'm the problem. That's when you start to see them drastic changes in people. And I think that even though, like, I hate 
I hated the path that our girl had to go through, mm-hmm. I do respect it. And I feel like, you know what? That's probably really realistic. We all have kind of not liked who we were at some point. Exactly. Exact the moon though. She just strayed away from who she was. But I I I honestly been seeing her in what's his name? Torian, I think. At her job. The guy who kind of strict and me. The ball guy? Yeah. I think it's oh. Torian or something oh, like yeah. that. I was like, what's going on with that? I kind of like them together. I kind of, from the first time he was mean, I'm like, now this is who she needs to be with. Like, I know that he's kind of being an asshole, but it is work, you know, so you don't really know him <laughs> like that. But seeing them both, like, get to know each other a little bit more in the retreat, um, him, like, asking her, like, what is wrong? Like, you're too off your game. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that conversation about how sometimes you can't show up at work when shit is going crazy and how you never know like your boss or your coworker could also be going through something crazy too um i just think that was real that's like an adult issue that happens like i've gone through that so many times um but yeah i want them to be together i feel like she needs somebody like him he's a boss he's successful mm-hmm. uh he gets her he sees her for what she is which is a badass woman and he's like not afraid exactly exactly i just that kind of threw me off i'm like <laughs> what's happening here I was like, so they gonna do this or not? Like that's yeah, how I feel. Yeah. So and yeah, I like the fact that he was like, um, yeah, you not on your game. Like he just he noticed that. I feel like, and she probably do need somebody like you said, somebody to strict. She needs and she needs someone who she knows is fully capable of what she can do and some. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like that's. I get that. Like as a woman who feels like I'm such a toughie, like I'm such a badass. Mm-hmm. If I sense that I'm better than you, then it's over. And it's really, really hard to be tougher than some women because they're, especially black women, when we got to navigate all the shit we have to navigate through and Mm -hmm. then come out strong on the other side, it's like, oh, you don't know tough until you've met a black woman like Mm -hmm. that. Um, So I feel like with somebody like Molly, she really, like, if you look at her exes, they were the weakest links for real. Mm -hmm. Even that one guy who was real strict, I forget his name, the guy from Modern Family, I forget. She dated the guy from a now modern family. What the hell? All of what's the name of that damn movie that be making everybody cry? I mean that show. It's what? like a show that be making everybody cry. Oh. It's like ah, what's I can't remember nobody's name. Oh right now. fucking um the fucking Kinky all of us show. or something. Yeah, it's like all of us, all in the family. What's the all called? of us? And that singer, what's her name? Mandy Moore. Ain't she the? Yes, it's. I think it's called. Yes, it's called All of Us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this really is all of us. Oh, no, it's not all of us. Dwayne. Sorry, no, that's that's Lisa, right? <laughs> I'm like, yep, all of us. <laughs> I got the show with Dwayne Martin and Lisa, <laughs> produced show, by Will Smith and Jay. <laughs> the show is called This Is Us. Same thing. <laughs> I felt it was wrong. You said, "Yeah, is this a this is." A... So, okay. it's not, so wait, is this is us? Not all of us. All of us it's, is the black one. Yes, and this, this is, is us a... is the mixed one. Yes, and that's what is Michael K. I mean Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, he was on there for a little bit, and then what's his name? Just um, <laughs> stop trying to think of people's names. Is it Young Rail, Lil Rail? What's his name? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, that was, Issa was dating him. No, he was. She wasn't. It was. Wait, that was uh, Molly. 
Molly was dating him. Really? Yes, Molly was. Dating him. I thought it was. It was. It was him versus Dro. Remember, she had a chance to choose Dro or to choose him, and she chose him. She chose Dro over him, even though he was like, you know, a nice guy. Oh, sorry, he five six. Um. <laughs> so yeah, she chose Dro. Um, really? and I thought it was. Oh, you know what? Sorry, wrong fat nigga. It was um the fine. <laughs> Desperately, not to even mention his weight for the purposes of size inclusivity. I can say, and that. you just can't, you know. <laughs> I love, but I love, he's sexy to me. He is very fine. That's why I was like, it don't even matter. Like he, no, you know, you know who I'm getting him mixed up with? Who? The TSA worker. Oh, the security guard, the Lisa. Um, I Lisa, wanted her Lisa to. Just, I wanted her to be with him. Big nigga. Yeah, he was winning. cool. He was really cool. Yeah, he like he smelled good. He do. He just look like he take care of you. You know, you get you something to eat when you need it. Like he gonna be he a good listener. Like, ugh, love those type of guys. Um, but if you really think about Molly, like she dated Jadena, she dated the guy from Enterprise. Who was really on her level? Like who? Cause she was just trying to tame herself down mm-hmm. for these guys. But I'm like, with him, they like are competitive at work. There's something real sexy about that. Just like, oh yeah, like you are actually my competition, but I also have a crush on you. Like I am looking forward to see what happens, and I'm thankful that her mom woke up. That was like a good moment in the show. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful moment. Issa, and, and he, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I wasn't gonna say nothing. I was gonna say something. something no, silly. please say it. Um, I don't remember it now. Okay, that's fine. But Issa and Nate, that conversation really triggered me. Um, because first of all, I am somebody who I always think I'm wrong for some reason. Sometimes I'll be like, no, for real, this is the truth. I'm right in this situation. But I always question, like, am I right or am I, like, being, like, you know, thinking. I like to think logically. I don't really like to think with my emotions, (laughs) which sounds crazy. I know. I'm working on it. But I like to seem logical because I don't want somebody to be like, ha, gotcha, gotcha acting crazy. Or, like, you know, something like that. Um, and also sometimes like I have a hard time, like if, if something I feel, if I don't feel right about something and then I express it and the person is like, well, like for instance, when she said to Nate, like, what is this? Like, what are we doing? Whatever. And he like, you the one that's a mess, like whatever. And I'm like, that is so hurtful. Like I get it. Like she didn't ask him, you know, why are you upset? But to say you the one that's a mess is like so hurtful um and i know to me if that's if somebody says something that to me i would probably be like oh damn like maybe i am like you know i'm just all over the place but it's like you what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say men are already difficult but then you put mental illness on top of it and sometimes it feels impossible. And I'm speaking from experience. Mm. Because you feel like it gets to a point where you almost may feel like you have to walk on eggshells because you don't want to um, disregard how that person's feeling and you want to take in consideration that you know they may be having a bad day and they're just saying something because of the imbalance in their mind. 
Um, but I feel like on top of being a man and then mentally ill, there are certain elements that are used to that they weaponize. And I just felt like that was just very he just was being like that was just very mean to say. It was mean. It was mean it, to say. It was very, very mean to say and also like not like consider like it could have been said differently, like, hey, like I'm having like a off day. Like I'm sorry, like whatever. Like you don't even know what I'm going through. Like it's I don't like when you share something, like a dis discrepancy and then discrepancy and then somebody's like well here's but, what i got to you know i didn't see it like that though like because i felt like the first thing that happened was nate said that he was thinking about leaving the barbershop yeah. and Issa, because she failed to communicate what was really her issue which is that she said she loved him and he has not said it back she took that as him trying to bail out because she's still triggered from the first time he left. But I feel like you cannot let your triggers run your relationship, no matter what it is. Because if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody else, at some point you have to just, it's hard to do because your triggers can blind you, but you yeah. have to not allow that to be, it's kind of self-centered. You have to like try to think with a neutral mind. And I felt like it would have been a good opportunity for her to be like, she didn't even ask like why you think about leaving. She just assumed that he was leaving because this is what you always do. And I'm like, I just can't imagine like anybody in my life saying that they don't want to work at their job anymore. And me being like, so here we go. Like, why, why are you saying that? I feel like she didn't ask him anything about his day why, what made him come to that conclusion? Because she was already hot and bothered by something else. So I feel like what he said was mean about like your shit not together, but it's like, it is confusing. Like you, you have done certain things and I don't hold that against you, including going back to your ex, wanting to be friends, asking to sleep with me, then crying, then being here, then snapping for no reason. I do feel like sometimes like, even as a woman, you have to make sure that you're communicating too. I just don't feel like Issa did a great job of that. And she hasn't, she's never great at that. Like, I think that Issa just be wanting, she follows like a script in her head a little bit. And I think that sometimes when people don't go with the script, she not good at like following what's next, but that's what makes her awkward. Like that's part of the character or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that she was mad and Nate about something else because honestly, he did have a really shitty day at work. Like he had a very shitty day and he probably wanted to snap on that guy who threw his, who weaponized his mental illness. It's like his mental illness was weaponized at work and he will probably want to fight, but he's probably trying to be better, not violent, all those things, maintain his employment. Then he'd go home and essentially his mental illness is weaponized again. Yeah, so I felt yeah. like that and like Nate just had a whole day and she didn't even ask about it. Because she was mad about something else. So she really should have been... Like, even during sex, she's like, what else do you love? Like, grow up. Have the conversation <laughs> with your man. And be like, you know, I said I love you, but you ain't say you love me back. I ain't gonna lie, that got me kind of worried. Versus then bottling it up and exploding at the absolute wrong time. Yeah, that's true. I definitely can see that. Maybe I'm, like, just, like, just looking at it from, like, a personal scope. I think that's what I'm looking at. Because... Like, there are times where, like, I feel like there 
are there have been men that deal with mental illness that like they just it's just them like it's just about them and anytime that like i express anything or show any um any proof of unhingedness they're like well like for instance like how he just left when she started crying but did like i don't remember did we even get to the bottom of why she was crying um she never i think she it was just too much too soon i think that's what she was saying but i think that um so he didn't leave right away he left in the middle but i'm like all right i'm not trying to be funny let's put the shoe on the other foot a man you're dating leaves you and gets back with his ex right yeah. But then he comes back to you, acts asleep with you, then start crying. Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to assume that shit is about her. And it's like, this is too much for me emotionally. Like, you hurt my feelings once, and now you only want me to be here to cry. Like, can you? why not just rub my nose in it at this point? Like, why not just rub my nose in it? So I feel like sometimes, like, Issa isn't realistic with what she's expecting him to do. You know? Like, why are you... <sighs> You, you why you you want somebody to just hold you all night like i guess that's ideal but you have to also think about what you put them through maybe if it was like a new man like they would do that but y'all history is kind of painful now you're back together and you cry like people may feel some type of way about that mm-hmm. i just think that she don't be thinking about like how she can make people feel sometimes and i think that was her issue with like kind of like her and molly too I don't know. What's next episode going to be about? Because I didn't see the preview. I didn't see the preview either. I never see the previews. I don't know how you you can see them. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I do be seeing them, but then I just be like rushing to the next episode. I mean, I be rushing to get on the phone with you or to the (laughs) next episode if I miss too. Yeah, I don't know how I can see the previews. I don't know about Nate and Molly. I'm really not feeling them. I just never thought that they were like, okay, last week they did have like their super cute moment, but it's just not the same Lawrence and Issa chemistry, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not. I feel like it's definitely, it's it's cute, but like I definitely don't, um, yeah, I don't see it going anywhere. Issa said these last four episodes are her favorite. Boop, 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 boop. So excited. That's it for Insecure. Moving on into some tea time topics. Doja Cat is exhausted. Um, and she's no longer is enjoying being a singer, which is sad because Doja Cat is like one of my favorite people right now, and it just sucks to see to to know that she's not having fun. I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. And it's just like no matter what you do, because like not saying that I'm jealous of somebody like that, but like I would love to be like living my dream. Like, and I feel like that, you know, was her dream, but it's like, you never know when you get your dream. Is it going to like, how is it going to be? You know, how can you keep it enjoyable? Exactly. Like, how can you keep your dream enjoyable? Exactly. On a recent Instagram live, um, she said that she hasn't had fun making music in maybe five years. And it seems like what she really has a problem with is like the the pictures and the photo shoots. Like she loves the idea of like capturing, you know, a concept, but she says she just doesn't want to do this shit anymore. She's like, why? You know, she feels so much pressure to do it. And she just said, like, I want to be home 
playing video games, making music. And I think that that's all of our dreams is to like be busy enough where we're like doing cool things, but not so busy that we are not humans. Like just running on a hamster wheel constantly like, oh, photo shoot. Oh, this, oh, that. It seems glamorous, but it's still work. Like mm-hmm. it's it's still like work, and I just I hate she that. She put her all into it. She exactly. Like, she don't half ass it. That's another yeah. reason why she's probably so exhausted because she absolutely is giving what needs to be gave at every anything she's in. So I'm like, damn. It's one thing to just be doing things. It's another thing to execute. And she mm-hmm. that's probably why she's so exhausted right exactly. now. Exactly, and also like just um like reading certain things for like like about herself and like more and like her the record label is probably like it this do this do this and then the tiktok shit is like like i heard her song being used on a burger king commercial and i'm like i'm like i've never seen her i never would think of her as an artist like that yeah and they're like it's like household name at this point but i'm um, just saying a bur- like I, as somebody who's like i'm an artist i enjoy that's could that could be um like that type like, of capitalism yeah like the cat advertising yeah exactly that's why i'm like i'm like was this the show that broke the game was bad because i'm like that's wild to hear her because i really respect her as an artist and i'm saying i don't respect her after that but like i respect her as an artist i feel like lyric like she like lyrics like on point like she can sing she can dance she can rap and i'm like to hear her end so early in her career i'm like that's wild. yeah she's so young man um and i really really want her to be happy in this success because she worked so hard to get here but um she mentioned that she is now going to be more selective with who she collaborates with so she can um, better differentiate herself and her features and collaborations. I do think that she, like, probably one of the things that has skyrocketed her mm-hmm. was all her features she jumped on. Like, she really was just, like, going crazy on all yeah. these different, like, verses. But I think that that's something a lot of artists do. Like, at the beginning of their career, they're like, yeah, let's collab, let's collab. But, mm-hmm. you know the privilege and being Grammy nominated and just being as big as she is, is that all right, now that I've done what I had to do to get noticed, I can get a little bit more selective. And we mm-hmm. see that in Beyonce, like some of the people that she danced on stage with and just collaborated and some of the shows she was doing, she don't do that shit no more. Nope. Not at all. And I don't blame her. One Love that for her. Same. Love, love, love that for her. Because you really got to be selective of your energy, like everybody. Because that shit really will drain you. Dry. Yeah, I'm just happy she's speaking out about it and she's not like suffering in silence. Because I feel like a lot of artists do that. And then it's like, boom. Like, what was it? Oh, back in the early 2000s, it used to be, oh, they were dehydrated. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the thing. I'm happy she's speaking out about it. And I hope that she, you know, feels better soon. Same. Um, Ari Lennox apparently was arrested in Amsterdam. She said that she felt like it was racial discrimination. Um, and she said she was being racially profiled. And then she was uh, arrested in Amsterdam. She was tweeting the whole th- the whole way. It was like really scary to wake up. And I saw her saying like, I'm being arrested in Amsterdam, they're racially profiling me. And I think anytime a black person, like no shade to the people overseas, but um, I don't, I've never been. 
And it can be scary, the idea of going to even whiter or more white places Mm -hmm. uh, as a black person. Mm -hmm. And especially certain places in like Europe and Eastern Europe, like there are like I was just listening to Gabrielle Union's book uh audiobook and she was saying how she went to the same place that King's Landing is in, you know, from Game of Thrones. Like yeah. wherever she was at the in town. New Zealand, she was at, right? Um, no, like the actual King's Landing is not in New Zealand. It's like some in some other like kind of obscure European uh city or town. But that's where she was at. Her and Jessica Alba and a bunch of friends were there because of they were trying to, I guess, do something for the show that they have together on Netflix. But anyway, they went out to this bar and like they pretty much saw Confederate flags everywhere. It was like skinheads everywhere. And like it was a scary experience. And she was just like me being Gabrielle Union would not save me in that moment. And I always encourage like people who travel, know where you go and know their opinion about black people, because sometimes it's more than distaste. Sometimes it can be like something else. So, um, I don't have the full tea on Amsterdam. Like honestly was one of the places and Loki still is one of the places that like I've always wanted to travel, but I saw a lot of people sharing on Twitter. Like this is kind of a notorious thing for Amsterdam and just with black people in general on the flip side. That's some uh, scurry shit. That's some scurry shit. Um, the flip side was that, uh, one of the people, um, trying to find who, who they actually were, spokesperson I guess for the airport Robert Van Capel said that our unit found a woman full of emotions that wouldn't calm down that is why she had been taken into custody that don't even sound good that don't I'm like if what the, a woman full of emotions so you arrested her for being emotional <laughs> and that they were trying to say she was drunk oh, essentially that she's allegedly drunk in public and, ag- and aggressive toward the airline official but it's just like people say that, but if you are rude to somebody and they say something back, it don't matter if they're drunk or not. It's not a crime to be drunk at the airport. So it's like, if you say something smart to me and I'm like, bitch, get out my face. Now I'm unruly and aggressive, but you were the actual provocateur. Like you provoked what the whole are situation. You talking about? So I don't know what happened, but I just don't buy like sh- a, a unit found a woman full of emotions that wouldn't calm down. Could what be a language I, barrier, but like you don't arrest somebody for being full of emotions. If that's the case, I would be for life. No, I, I think she was racially life. profiled. I think that like uh, she, like she was too. I don't and think that she looks like the type of black woman that they feel safe around. Hell no. In Amsterdam, please. You gotta be light and have green eyes, I feel like and freckles and stuff you know mm-hmm. but you gotta have like reddish light brown hair exactly exactly um or like at the minimum be like a zoe kravitz mm. so like just even be at able to minimum. get through in peace you true you i say you true you right <laughs> but yeah i just i want to know what happened i feel like there hasn't been enough updates on if she's even safe like what happened yeah. and I felt like people went crazy when it was asap rocky like you know, being held in that oh, Swedish like, prison, uh, you know, unjustly. But, like, I feel like this people were like, oh, well, what? Arlings is getting arrested? It's not funny. Like, it's not funny. Yeah, it's not. 
Like, make up your mind. Do y'all care about Black Lives or you don't? I'd rather for you just not say you honestly, don't care. Honestly, at this point, it that feels <laughs> better to me. That feels very good. Send your thoughts to our Linux, um, and I'll be looking out to see like what happens next because this is just such a like airy story. I just don't yeah. feel like it's fair that nobody's saying anything for real. Um, Rihanna has always been a national hero to me. Yes, but <laughs> long live the queen. Long live the queen because now she's a national hero. Um, of Barbados. So like, beautiful. I just love how much she loves Barbados. Like how that is like her home from my hometown. Like she really like rep hard. She, she really will never really do. forget. She favorite, put it on a map. One of my favorite tweets is that Rihanna had a dream, one dollar and a coconut. And it's like true. <laughs> she flipped that shit. <laughs> and, and she brought the whole, like, all her island friends and family with mm-hmm. her. Like, I think that's probably my favorite thing about Rihanna. I say it all the time is the fact that, like, she kept her same friends. Like, her like her friends is compromised of her cousins, her brothers, like, and mostly people Excuse she me. met on the island. Exactly. I'm not, not too shabby for a capitalist. Like, you know, she just, <laughs> like, Mm-mm-mm. she's just so, like, she is just... I love Rihanna so much. I love her so much. I'll say nobody can take her away from me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But Barbados declared her the uh, a national hero. And you I think she's going to queen. <laughs> but, you know, because they just ditched the, the royal family. And I'm like, essentially, that's like them saying that Queen Elizabeth no longer is important. And Rihanna is more important than Queen Elizabeth. That's what I heard. That's true. I've been felt like that. Me too, but that's what I heard Barbados say, essentially. (laughs) Um, Oh, fair. But so apparently Rihanna was named as an ambassador for Barbados in 2018. And for the the ceremony, she was declared as a national hero for, listen to this, commanding the imagination of the world through the pursuit of excellence with her creativity, her discipline, and above all else, her extraordinary commitment to the land of her birth. May you continue to shine like a diamond love that also like it's just so inspiring because like you know rihanna if you have been following her journey for a long time she had a point in her time where i was fighting for my life online she was getting into stuff i was fighting fighting every day and that's very inspirational to somebody who like i feel like sometimes because like for instance i would really love to do something with disney don't know what i would love to just do something and sometimes i feel like i'm too edgy or i've done some things that are just too like (gasps) but it's like i feel like you can change you can change you can change and it happens every day because she was in not disney movie but she was in um she you know she did why am i forgetting the name of the movie i love that movie what's the home Home. i was gonna say up oh my god i'd be around (laughs) my mom too much but anyway (laughs) home like you know she would she the voice you know in that movie and i'm just like she i just i love stuff like that like she i feel like she definitely redeemed herself to the public to me she never did anything wrong but <laughs> she definitely and i just love that that is so admirable i love it seriously seriously i'm so happy for her i love her and i'm just excited to see her like continue to grow the queen 
And her mom putting her medal around her neck and them just looking at each other. I was just like, okay, why am I about to cry? <laughs> That's so beautiful. So beautiful. All right, let's get into this sunken place, shall we? <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> Two people in this <laughs> sunken place this week. First being Amber Rose's ex, AE, because um, we shared it on the podcast a few episodes ago, maybe a few months ago at this point, about how uh, Amber Rose's ex cheated on her with 12 different women. Um, and she just was so heartbroken about it. And she just felt like, she, you know, I'm tired of being nice and I'm tired of being played, all of the things. Well, how about this? On Saturday night, AE... Alexander Edwards took to his Instagram story to beg for his wife back. So he said, I want to sincerely apologize to my beautiful wife, Amber Rose. You didn't deserve what I did. I'm sorry for the pain that I caused you, my son Slash, and my stepson Sebastian. All I want is my family back, and I'm willing to do anything to make things right. Please forgive me. Like, I'm sorry. Something about that, like, apology gives me diarrhea. Because it's like, what? how? Yeah, something about that apology gives me violent diarrhea. Because it's just like, how? You, you're sorry for 12 women. Nigga, you was walling out. He was. You he wasn't said, get crazy, cheating. Get wild. Get high. If you want to have fun and do something crazy, like, flash your titties. You're not okay. <laughs> not okay that man is he that is sad to me like i don't know how you could see something be like oh i'm fu-. like that is what what's happening at home 12 times you decided it was okay to fuck me over and that's just 12 women okay who's not like let's just say it's 12 different women what if you had sex with all 12 people just twice 24 times you've decided that it's okay to disrespect oh me like that and God, play in my not face. That, not this man. <laughs> 24 times you thought of my face, you thought of your baby's face, you thought of your stepson's face, and you thought a hoe was better. So, <laughs> you know what? You're lucky. Oh, I was say you're lucky I don't brand you for what you've done. Like, cause I, yeah, I really do be feeling like I want to take like a real hot knife and just like lay it on somebody like arm or something when they do something just like that. Cause it's like, you have, that's what you've just done to me by disrespecting me. You've done that to me emotionally. You singed me. So it's like, I kind of want to do the same thing to you, but physically, because like, you can't feel anything. Any person who can make the conscience decision to do that 12 times. It's like, to me, cheating like that is 100% linked to like a very severe mental illness. He was wildin'. He had no picks. He was like, anybody, anybody. So to the highest bidder. Please take me back. Can you imagine asking for somebody to come back to you after you fucked them over 12 times? Right. Or at a minimum of 12 times. But like I said earlier, you know, the disrespect was public and so should the apology be public. But but It shouldn't be disrespected at all, you know? Of course. But I feel like this wasn't an apology as much as it was pleading. And I'm just like, don't be plead. I also feel like, of course, the apology was like, you know, I'm sorry to my son. I'm sorry to my wife, blah, 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 blah. But it's also like, but please take me back publicly, putting that pressure on here. Whatever Amber Rose decided to do, I won't be shocked about because, you know, that's how people be. But it's just really, really, I just hope she think about, 
I hope she count to 12 each time she consider it. That's all. I, I, I feel like... I feel like it comes a certain point where you just give up and you just give in. Should have been at number three. But if, you know, 12 people, I don't know how the cadence in which she found out about all 12 women. But um, it couldn't have been like, oh, at one point I found out it was 12. You know? That's wild. That's- <laughs> 12. <laughs> Double digits. Oh, yeah. We live in a world where people will say I'm too strict because I think that that is absolutely unacceptable. That was wild. It'd be different if they had an agreement like, oh, let's... There was no agreement. (laughs) (laughs) It was just straight debauchery. It's terrible how people do their... It's it's crazy how people do the the people they quote-unquote love the most. Like, damn, I hate to see what you do to me if you hate me. (laughs) You gotta do it. You gotta test it. You gotta test if the love is still firm. Oh, God. That's how they be. So, yeah, he's in a sunken place, for sure. Um, Yeah. (laughs) No doubt about it. I don't know if he ever gonna get out of it, if we being real. No biscuits about it. You're done, nigga. You said what? You're done? I said you're done, nigga. Yeah. And you know who else is done? I can't help Mr. Shaky Voice, Trey Songs. <laughs> so get it together. You I'm, can do better. That's literally, you can do his, better. He, he should take his own advice. That's wild. Really? Like, so I just feel like there's every few months there's a new allegation against Trey Songs. And because I honestly just don't trust him ever since Kiki Palmer said what she said about him. And I didn't trust him when there was like a video of him and Megan Thee Stallion and she was like drunk and I felt like he was like still trying to like encourage her to drink. Yeah, it was something I remember real, that video. like predatory about that. And somebody just said it. Like he has a very dark energy. Like Trey Songs mm-hmm. has a very He's somebody who is like handsome, but I just do not trust him. And these sexual assault allegations, I don't know, don't make it any better. They're Mm -hmm. constant. They keep coming through. And I feel like people aren't like really tapped in. He Mm -hmm. should be like, if cancel culture is real, he should be like a nominee. Yeah. Top five. Definitely top five. I really don't understand why people is not... I mean, I can't say I don't understand. Yeah, no, I don't understand because, like, for instance, like, I know some people, their thing is, like, oh, like, you know, the the thing is, he had hits back in... I don't even know if he still is a musician, technically. 2011 is when it it ended for him. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Hello? Knock, knock. Was not concluding. Yeah, people like, didn't want no panty dropper music anymore. And it just, like, <laughs> faded away. He <laughs> said, no thanks. Yeah. He thought getting the braids back was going to change something, but it didn't. Yeah, you um, lame So, yeah, in Vegas this weekend, um, someone filed an incident. Apparently, he's working with the police, but they said it was a alleged sexual assault between them and an unidentified woman. Apparently, while he was celebrating his thirty seventh birthday, like who goes to Vegas to celebrate their birthday and come back with a sexual with a police report, an incident report from a sexual assault? Like what? Um, but is, wow. That also, is. how about this? 
So November, you get in another sexual assault charge pressed against you. But then in April, you you had a Jane Doe. Um, he settled with a Jane Doe on a $10 million lawsuit against the singer for a sexual assault incident where he claimed that he inappropriately touched her at a nightclub. Um, so why you settle with somebody for 10 million? That's a, that's a lot of money. Okay, I'm sorry. So she filed a $10 million lawsuit and he settled. So I don't know what the conclusion they came to, but they reached a settlement. What you reaching settlements for? Unless you fucking did it. You, you had to, they had to have some crazy proof to be like, look, in exchange for you not going public with the videotape or whatever else you have on me, I'm going to give you X amount of money and let's just walk away, you know, before we drag this out. And that's a and, lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So even if it wasn't 10 million, it had, they settled with something. Yeah. Uh, and I love this Madam Noir, like put in a note, like the last paragraph of this article they said throughout the years, Madame Noir has extensively reported on various other sexual and physical allegations made by accusers of songs, including allegedly hitting a woman in the face, urinating on a woman without her consent, and harassing Kiki Palmer and other women. So it's just like, all right, he's a monster. He is. Like, why? Like, Help, the killer is escaping. Like, that's how I feel. Like, he just, ew, I'm just, I keep on thinking, I forgot about that, Iman. I keep on thinking about that video with him making a stallion. Like, and he was definitely on some creep shit. And And she was, and she was done in that video. Yeah, and you ever notice that, like, not a lot of people who used to be around him hang out with him or show him love no more. Like, I feel like everybody since he a weirdo, he probably would be with the bros and then say some shit like, yo, you ever like, um, you ever held somebody hostage? And they probably be like, huh? Yeah, like, bro, like, you tripping on some weird That's shit. That's the shit you want. Like, he like, yo, don't you hate when bitches be asking to leave and you say no and they keep asking? <laughs> yeah. Like, people be like, huh? They're like, yo, what tip is born? So you're holding them captive is what I hear you saying. Yeah, you fucking freak. Fucking freak of nature. Oh, I wish I could pull a braid out. Ugh, yank. Yeah, I really want to feel like I just want to keep punching him. But I feel like he's somebody that would like the punches. And I hate that. That is one. That is one thing you know about me. I cannot stand people that you cannot punish. Like, people that be like... Like, like they spit out blood and then they're like, <laughs> is that all you got? Or like, like you punch them in their face. They like, fuck yes. You like, what? That drop, that is something that sends me like, oh God, I hate it. I like, hate got, it. Got some more. I'm like, oh no, you are not supposed to be enjoying this. I hate that. I hate that. When people that. be enjoying shit that's meant to, ugh, I hate it. Yeah, he does. I'm sorry. You're right. Like I'm looking at this picture of him. And he got a red suit on. I'm like, very fitting for a devil. Mm-hmm. Very much fitting. That pissed me off. So, yeah, guys, just, you know, continue to, like, keep this in mind about this man and don't support him in any way you, you can boy Any way you can boycott Trey Songs, just give it a go. Yeah, please. I'm trying to think, do I have any of his music on my playlist? I'm not the Yankee- Yankees. No, I don't think I do. Um, and that's just another thing I hate when these artists do weird stuff. And it's like, like, all right, everybody know that 
it's some good songs he had from 2008-9 and I really loved them they were like soundtracks to my childhood and it's like now let's just say I I just couldn't even listen to it without getting absolutely disgusted thinking about actually who's singing it like I, I wish I was one of those people sometimes who could just not think about what the person does but it like ruins the music for me I be thinking so hard. Because music is about feelings. And if you got to feel any type of guilt when you're listening to somebody, then it's like, let me just listen to the one million other artists out. Yeah. It's like, it's definitely annoying. I don't think I have them on any of the playlists, but I do have that playlist, Sensitive Hood Bitch. And I don't know (laughs) if I... Good playlist. Don't know if I have anything of him on the playlist. Like, I'm like, who's that? You know. (laughs) <laughs> Put him over his Phenomenal playlist. You're done. The the title of this um second place is nigga. You're done. You're done. You a done bun. <laughs> Some fucking done bun. Oh, maybe that could be the episode name. A done bun. Oh, that true. <laughs> oh, we never exposed episode names while we were on air. <laughs> Consider it a treat. <laughs> yes, I know. All right, so let's get into this common census. And this week we're talking about honestly. Our favorite thing ever friendship let's talk about friends and also thank you for this suggestion amina um suggested friendship and it was crazy because i mean it was like talking about boundaries and friendship and then deandra also friend of the show also um suggested fr- boundaries and friendship and i was like you know what two people said it that's it your mind, your mind has been on overtime, um, on overdrive this week because you've really been like, how can we like marry things together to be perfect? And I feel like we had really, really great faith for and common senses this week. Thank you, and got to do something, you know. Maybe Love it. I'm useful. I'm useful. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. Um, no, but it's so funny um, that you started talking about friend friendship because I feel like that's the thing that I feel like I'm most grateful for in my life. Like sometimes in life I'll be wanting to change some of like maybe like my circumstances or I'll be wanting to change like, you know, the way the men in my life can behave towards me. I'll be wanting to change my money. I'll be even wanting to change my like appearance from time to time, you know, getting more fit and stuff like that. But the number one thing in life I do not want to change is my friend group i think that my friends are perfect they're literally perfect um not necessarily perfect individuals but they do nothing wrong they really do like of course like me and you are best friends but we have a lot of you know really really good 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 friends that like i'm friends with your friends you're friends with my friends like all that stuff. And I'm just like, they're just good ass people mm-hmm. who make me feel like a superstar. Like they give me something that no other group of people give me. Mm-hmm. And here's the catch. They don't have to, like, they don't have to, like, there's not blood tying them to me. I don't have sex with any of my friends. Let me put that <laughs> on the record. I don't pay them. I'm broke. And they still just go up for me and I go up for them. That is beautiful. Like, that's just such a beautiful thing. I love it so much. Um, And I agree. Like, I wouldn't change anything for, I wouldn't change anything, um, you know, about my friend group. I feel like that's one thing that I have, um, that I picked well 
Um, also, if like, you know, I do have, um, if, you know, I feel like I have met people where like, even if our friendship has come to an end, it has ended gracefully. Like it hasn't been no like, you know, like sometimes you just outgrow people. And I will say like, you know, there was a friendship, you know, that both of us outgrew. And like, even though we outgrew the friendship, this is still a person that I trust. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. We don't we don't spill each other's no. tea at all. None exactly. of us. So I feel like even with that being said, they're still like you know good people at the very core. Um. Yeah. It's like we just grew. Yeah. Like we literally grew apart, but you still a real one. Exactly. So I feel like um, and I didn't notice until like I started hearing other people talk, and y'all know I'm always on YouTube, and like hearing people talk. Um, you know um and saying like how they have like fallen out with a bunch of friends and it has been like traumatic and like hearing people say that they've had friends that try to like emulate them or like you know try to be like them or like you know get jealous of them and like um praying for their downfall and stuff that's like crazy. that i'm like yeah that's very um i believe it for sure yeah, like, I i've heard the stories it. too exactly but it's just like very insane and i'm just happy that like i don't have that in um a friendship if anything i feel like for me um if my if i see certain friends have it, i feel like it's more obtain obtainable to me because sometimes i feel like i can't get certain things i feel like some things are out of reach for me mm -hmm. um and i guess that's you know like imposter syndrome and stuff and due to like working like sometimes um just a little off track but it'll come back full circle sometimes you know the naked truth is sometimes you're going to work hard for stuff and you're not going to get it automatically like that's just like what it is um sometimes it's going to take years um and there's some things that i have worked hard towards and i just haven't got them yet but um i feel like you know just keep on going and you'll get them and then seeing my friends you know receive those type of things i'm like okay it's just in an arm's reach you know there are just different levels some people just have to put a little extra elbow grease into some things um and i'm like it's fine you know that's fine because you know if iman got this then i know that i can get it too because you know it's not like you know out of like i said out of arm's reach so it makes you know my friends make me feel like some things that I feel like is impossible is are possible when I'm feeling down. Oh my um, God, I totally agree with that. I couldn't like, I always say like, I probably wouldn't have become vegan had I not had a vegan best friend. Like it may, like when people start talking about like, Oh, is that so hard? And I'm like, honestly, having somebody so close to me be vegan and then having like Ryan and Peter be vegan. Cause that's like when our friendship like started, like started to pop off and then having friends who weren't vegan at the time, but supported it like mm -hmm. Rel and Sean, it just was like something that I never pictured for myself ever happening became the norm. And I realized again, that that's crazy when, or isn't like how, how disconnected I was with veganism was and when I talked to other people and they be like, oh, I can never do that because I remember when I said that. Mm -hmm. I remember when I said it, but it was because again, my friends forcing me to level up. Me and my one girlfriend started having real transparent conversations about salaries, and when she uh, offered this one salary, I was so happy for her. 
but it made me say, now I want that salary for myself too, because maybe I was lowballing myself. Maybe what I thought was a lot of money just came from me kind of not really being from money. And I'm like, no, I want to go harder now. And same with my friend Jameer. Like we just like always inspire each other to be like, step your cookies up. I see one of my friends in the gym. It's like, let me get up and go to the gym because you are the average of your friends. Like I always say, if you friends with two losers and two winners, you 50, you mixed and you have winner, have loser. But if you surround yourself with winners, you always average out as a winner. But I guess we'll get into this soon. Uh, like what makes healthy friendships. Although you want your friends to be successful, I always say friendships should never be transactional mm-hmm. and friendships should always be transformative. Mm-hmm. It should be both of us coming to the table and we aren't trying to be friends with each other to get something because mm-hmm. you look a certain way, because you have something, because of your Instagram followers. It's because I can teach you something, you could teach me something, and together our presence bring each other joy. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a business deal. It's really just a fun relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Cause like who like that's not gonna feel good. And that's how you get um like conflict. Yeah. Because it's just not like when stuff is transactional, somebody gonna drop the ball. And they become useless to you after you get what you need or what you want. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is, I guess this is another thing. Like because we started out as friends as kids, we was broke as fuck. We was kids. Like yeah. so, it's like what could we use each other for? Like what could we use each other for? So just kind of having that be the foundation of our friendship, just being like <laughs> laughing and like hanging out and walking and talking. It's like you kind of have that be become the expectation. But I do, and I can, I hate when I can sense it, when somebody wants to be a friend simply because like they like to see what you're doing or they want to align and they want to do the same things or they think it's cool to be a friend. It's like, I'm not no prop. I appreciate you thinking I'm yeah. cool or whatever, but what having friends is also a lot of work. So why am I going to tap into being a good friend to you when all you want is something that I can offer you? And you know what's crazy? A lot of times I've had a dozen to me and think of the messiest bitch, you know, it's a man, ain't it? Mm-hmm. That the friendship like that, like has definitely, like when I have tried to be friends with men, um, that's what's happened. Like it's been like transactional or they wanted to be friends, believe it or not, because I've had like a lot of clout, if you will. Well, it's not even that much. I don't even have like point. I don't even have like 10K. But I've had more followers than some of the guys. And um, because like I've had followers on Twitter or something like that, notice them stealing my jokes, um, stuff like that. Just like weird stuff. And it has always for me come from me. So fucking weird, man. Like, how does that even go? How does that even go? Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Like, it's just, it's just weird when people try to use you for anything, whether it's your clout, your followers, um, your energy. Mm. Like, I just think it needs to be transformative. Like, you need to come to the table being like, yo, we both, those are the best friendships, um, transformative and organic. Also, I think that two people have to be non-confrontational and loyal. I really am not a confrontational person. That's those are like pillars of friendships to me. People who are comfortable blowing up 
at others really, really, really uh, don't, don't, that don't appeal to me to be my friend because I don't like that. I just do not like that. Me and Sabria have never had to blow up at each other. I've never blown up with any of my friends, even when we have had disagreements. I'm not going to be trying to fight you, call you all these dif- different names. First of all, I'm too sensitive for all that. Mm-hmm. People may not see me as sensitive because I am, you know, honest and strong and I can take a lot. But that's because I don't care about everybody on the same level that I care, care, my, care about my friends. And words can hurt. Once you say certain things, you can't take it back. So I just would never... Um, I never want to be confrontational with my friends. And if they are getting under my skin... I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to catch you later. I'm going to talk to you later. Something like that before I go tee off when I'm like, they somebody on the streets. Exactly. And also, mm-hmm. like, I don't even have that urge. Never. To be like that. Like, I just don't. Like, when I really care for somebody, I don't want to hurt them at all. I don't have, like, if anything, like, I rethink, like, how my thought process. And I'm like, why am I thinking? What is happening underneath all this like what is happening internally that I feel this way let me regroup and work on myself and have a conversation with myself because what I'm thinking my thought process is just not okay so like why am I thinking like this you know seriously seriously I just um I don't like that I don't like that energy and loyalty is also something else because Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel like I'm on the loyalist end of loyal. Like I'm strict as fuck about like certain things mm-hmm. and I'm not going to necessarily like, Oh, if I don't like somebody, you better not like them. But if you call yourself a friend of me and you know, somebody has done something undeniably wrong to me and you decide to align with them anyway, you are not my friend. That's just yeah, the bottom line. I definitely agree with that. I ask people I don't like from high school. Simply because I think that they did something dirty to Sabria and I just don't ever want to see him again, right? And that's very easy. Like, I get it. I, I take my stand. I get it. It'd be My friends will forgive certain partners. I won't forgive them because of what they've done to you, but I respect you enough to, like, be quiet about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, that's, that's how I am. I'm, like, 100% loyal. I feel like me and Sabria are the same way. We're loyal to a fault because we be taken up for people sometimes more than they take up for themselves mm-hmm. but that is a cornerstone of being my friend i watch how you carry it with everybody in your life because if you ain't loyal to your mom your cousins your partner i'm like all right cool you don't you're just not a loyal individual you're not gonna be like that towards me but i just i, I really do trust my friends with my life and it's because i know like um I've just vetted them. Like I've vetted them. We've been friends for so long and I see how they have my back all the time. Like I trust them with my life. Exactly. Also, um, because another thing I was going to say, wait, what is the next thing? Okay. What makes it the deal breakers and friendship for me, the deal breakers would be, um, like Iman kind of touched on a little bit, like, you know, if you know somebody has hurt me, um, who has like put me through something and you still try to associate with them, I feel like that is just like, I feel like those two things cannot coexist. Um, it's impossible. It's really impossible. Um, and another thing also is just like being 
overbearing like not letting me be an individual yeah um, that's another thing um because that's like kind of like borderline like scary behavior um not letting me exist as the individual or getting like jealous when I have like a like I will like play and be like upset like when Iman goes to like Jameer house or something yeah. like that but I'm not really like it's fake man like, yeah I'm not like yeah, it. like you know stuff <laughs> like that it's just like I'm not gonna freak out like that like come on <laughs> yeah. um but yeah that's a definitely a deal breaker um for me also like being negative all the time um and just having no um no oh my god what's the word i'm looking for you have no desire for uh um oh my god being negative and having no desire for a resolution that's what i want to say and and that's like can mean anything like you have no desire to resolve anything you just want to sulk. <laughs> you just want to complain and be sad yeah, you just want to sulk in it and like stuff like that like i just don't that's just something that i'm just not a fan of um i'm definitely a fan of resolutions and like how can i fix this and what is going to make this better no what I is totally this agree. don't know I, I hate people like honestly I feel like I, I just can't make excuses so I don't like people like people who just constantly make excuses when I'm like I can clearly think of a solution right now and I'm trying to let you vent but I'm about to start throwing these bitches right at you right now like people who make me feel like that I'm just like no because it also kind of ties back to like maybe not having ambition or in being negative can ruin my mental health if I'm not always in a great space so it's not that you got to be positive all the time but it's just it's a difference between people who are like consistently just negative pessimistic and I understand that sometimes that's like a symptom of like you know have being in a bad place mentally but I can't that it's not fair for people to take that on yeah it's definitely not um it's definitely not so like something like that because I'm somebody that like I can really get down on things like just being around a certain type of energy. So I'll be like, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's a no for me. And honestly, to go along with that, I, you need to like, cause you were saying like, you can't be overbearing with that. You can't, I hate when people don't understand that I don't like to do certain things. Like, it's like some people will be your friend, but they will not tap into your likes and your dislikes. Yeah. I'm somebody who don't like to do certain activities. And I can say like my friends, like even my girlfriend, like Lacey, when she talk about going on vacation, she always be like talking about things like, hey, they have museums, they have this and the other. Like she understands what I love to do on vacation. That's why we are really great vacation buddies, because we both like want to eat. We want to get dolled up. We want to go to museums. Don't be asking me to go kayaking and mountain climbing. I, you know, I don't like stuff like that. Don't be asking me to go to festivals. I hate groups of people. I hate parades. So it's just like tapping into who the individual is before you ask them to do things and definitely do not pressure me to do anything. I don't have friends who are like that right now, but I remember when I was younger, like people would be like, ask your mom, ask your mom, come with us. Come like, I've always like, that's something that makes me like very angry leave me alone i said no i don't want to do it i don't want to 
And like, do you understand what that means when someone doesn't want to do it? That means they will be miserable for every second that they're yeah, there. Yeah, people used to do that to me too. Like, hey, can, can we? And I just was like, so I'm like, but we in a really uncomfortable situation. No, no. And or like when I meet like new people and they may not know me yet and they'll like come to this bar, meet me. You know, I'm like, I don't really like I'm not a clubby, barry type of person. So it's just like asking me to do that. I understand initially if you don't know, but please do not just like just come out. Just come out. Like, don't you don't need to get me out the house. I'm fine. Like, you know, yeah, I I feel like like I don't like that. You you know how to get me out. Like, my friends who really know me know how to get me out of the house. We go to dinner or something like that. But anything with, like, a lot of people, because never forget the time we went somewhere really crowded, and I was almost headed to, almost chickened out of going the second day because I was getting so stressed from the amount of people there. Oh, yeah. That was, like, I was just thinking about it all night, like, how am I going to get through all those people? Like, I don't know. Um, challenges with friend friendships. I don't know. Like, do you have any now that we're getting older? Like, I ha- I can think of a few. Um, I feel like um time, like spending time. Yep. Um, that's a. I feel like that's the biggest challenge, especially when you get older. Also, like learning how to balance, like you know, relationships and like friendship. Like that's. I mean, I feel like I don't have a hard time with that, but also like I haven't been like you know in a serious relationship in years but like even when I was in a relationship I feel like I didn't have a hard time balancing that but I feel like as you get older and like you get more serious with like partners and stuff it might be a little challenge um but yeah I feel like the biggest challenge is like making time it is it's making time for me too is a whole laundry list of friends I'm just I don't know what's going on in their life I don't know who they seeing right now I don't know what they're going through and it's like when I'm not podcasting or when I'm not at work it's like you really only get a few time slots to talk to a certain amount of friends for a week because I also have to like cook and I have to like wash clothes and like it's just like all this yes. laundry constant list of it like chores and then sometimes you actually just want to sit down and be quiet and not talk to anyone but mm-hmm. I just, and I'm not good at texting so I feel guilty sometimes when I'm not reaching out to certain friends but I also feel like I know they understand um, but then there have been some people who have not understood in the past, and that makes me even more nervous. Like, I don't want to lose friendships because I'm busy, but I feel like the people who know me really understand. Like, it's no shape whatsoever. Um, again, managing relationships because it does take a lot of time when you're, like, interested in somebody. Like, talking to, like, a partner and mm-hmm. then talking to your friends and just, like, when are you sneaking your dates in? When you are sneaking your fitness in? It's a lot. And also growing uh away from friends is also really hard to watch like when you just have natural affinities in different directions and nobody's wrong like nobody is wrong but like just the stances and interests start to change and i'll listen to like will smith i'm listening to his audiobook and he said it's been 50 times in his t- life where he's pretty much had to move on from people because he's outgrown them and it hurts every time. Mm-hmm. And I have experienced that on like a minor level right now, but it hurts when you have to move on and not talk to people because life is so short. You just want to stay connected with everybody forever. But I feel like that's a huge challenge for me. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, finally, healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's a th- see, I'm also spoiled in this way where 
I feel like for our friendship, excuse me, there are so many things that are like unsaid, but we both agree on. <laughs> so, a lot some, of things. A lot of things. So like <laughs> I get so like when I'm making new friends, um excuse me, is and, and if they do something that like catches me off guard, it's very uh, I have to um I have to rethink and just like take a breather or like just be like, um like you know because like it's just so like i really have been spoiled by our friendship because it's like so many things are just unspoken it's just like you know unspoken <laughs> just like just can't you know <laughs> i know what you're talking about but yeah, um I, I just you know it's just a un unspoken things and i wish that everybody could have that um I really can't imagine, like, I just can't imagine, I, I'm saying because, like, you are, and, like, there are other friends that are things that are unspoken, but sometimes, like, for instance, there are some, like, I, like, and this is no shades of nobody, but, like, I feel so comfortable when I, whenever I go to, no matter where Ema has lived, I, like, I just was, I spent Thanksgiving at Ema's house, I always feel comfortable, um, because I feel like the rules are the same from my house, the rules are the same for yours. Mm-hmm. So I just feel literally like, same rules. Yeah, like I feel like very comfortable, and I don't feel. But there's sometimes like I've gone to people's places, and I feel like I'm like a baby kid or something, and I'm like, what I'm doing is not that even that crazy. Like it's not crazy. So why are you talking to me like that? Like I just like. So it's just I have to realize that I guess you know going in for me like going into different people's spaces and stuff like that I have to ask like you know is this okay like you know or whatever like that or just like read the vibe and read the room and stuff like that just to get so I feel like that's a boundary I, I guess that'd be considered like a boundary yeah um, I think it is a boundary because like sometimes you go to people's house like say like me you come to my place you raid the fridge you can have whatever you want but in some people's homes like I guess like food and things are rationed weird so you can't have certain things and it's just like oh you know now you gotta it's like kind of like a boundary as far as like can I get super comfortable like what's the level of comfortability but i don't even here? be doing stuff like that that's i know you don't but i'm just thinking of an example yeah, that's like, exa- okay yeah, i yeah. don't really like when i <laughs> go to your house and i can't eat what i want like i want to eat and i don't want to be like oh no that's so-and-so's i hate that i really do i know people can't help it especially if you live with roommates <laughs> i'm not talking about people who live with roommates yeah. i'm talking about people who live in a family or with partners and it's just like really your boyfriend really said i can't have like no water that's crazy Come on, yeah. So it's just like, no, I feel that. For me, a boundary <laughs> that I'm starting to pick up better is like knowing when to tell people how to make a decision or whatever. Because I feel like back in the day when we were kids, we would tell each other <laughs> the way we would talk to each other about like relationship stuff. You would be like, he's trash, leave him, let's go, like keep it pushing. You're better than him. Because it was like, you know, girls rule, boys drool back then. <laughs> but now it's like, all right, relationships are getting serious as hell. Like people moving in together, people getting married, people having kids. And it shifts because it's like, you got to be careful how you speak on somebody's relationship when like they have just as deep of a relationship with their partner as they have with me. And yeah, I don't want to ever disrespect my friend's relationship. And I don't want to ever get to a point where my 
like, I guess feedback is so brutal that they stopped talking to me. And then especially my girlfriends, like, I want to be able to know that you, how you feel, especially if you just had a baby or you're just going through something or you're like maybe being mistreated. And I don't want you to not feel like coming to me because you don't want to hear my mouth, you know? So I have tried, it's, it's the boundary I put up is never telling somebody what to do next unless they're being harmed. So yeah, like, I'm about to work on that too, Iman. Like, it's something that I'm really doing better. Like, if you come to me and you tell me my man cheated on me with 12 women, I'm just going to say, <laughs> how does that make you feel? And I really am going to try my best to get you to the conclusion yourself without saying it myself, because it's just like, I feel like it's not my space to tell you what to do next. It's my space, as a fr especially if you're not being physically harmed is my space to listen to you and help you gather your thoughts to get to your conclusion mm -hmm. because i also feel like we grown can't nobody shouldn't nobody be telling you what to do next mm -hmm. nobody should be telling you what to do next with your life nobody should be telling you if you should leave your job they don't know your bills mm -hmm. shouldn't nobody be telling you to leave your relationship you may just be talking to them about the things you're mad about maybe it is worth salvaging i don't know so I really do not know. And that's why I just try to just keep it like blanket statement. I can have my thoughts in my head, but like, I just feel like I don't know anymore, you know, mm -hmm. to be telling people what to do. And I always want to be a safe space for my friends. I'm not judgmental. I really don't care. I don't be not, not, I don't care about you, but like what other people do is just like, I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna really do what I want to do. So I want you to do the same thing. So that's my boundary. My friendships, just not telling people what to do when it comes to like major life things, because we're not kids anymore. And it's really a big deal. And people make, make life decisions based on how you feel. Yeah, no, that's very true. And I'm, I feel like that with it, with, with the relationship thing, I definitely have to get better with that because I'm like, this person is evil, but it's like, <laughs> Or like how, like, I think we used to talk about the way, I mean, I actually still have to get a lot better at that, like name calling and things like <laughs> that. I've been doing a lot better, but I will name call somebody like big time just because I don't like what they've done to my friend because I always felt like, yeah, I'm taking up for my friend by like pretty much verbally just annihilating the person that came for them. But when it's somebody that they actually love, you just make them feel like, ah, oh, see, I don't like her talking about him like that. You know, yeah. so I'm working on it, but it get hard sometimes. It really get hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, guys, that's it. You know, that was really great. Just talk my friendship. F is for friends who do things together. You is for you and me. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so bloated. I have been punished. Yeah, that I feel like I've been bloated ever since I've read that apology from um uh, Amber Rose's ex. So I get you. Um, I was going to say from my my uh three day gluten bender. I'm sorry, your mom shouldn't have made that um stuff in that good. Bro, I couldn't even talk it. about Thanksgiving. I couldn't even help it. I just it was so good, and I've been looking for the stuff, and I annihilated it. And Bro. I knew, but I didn't know it was going to last this long. I literally reheated that stuff in my mom made and but I ain't reheated in the microwave. I reheated it in the oven because I wanted it to be like, you know, oven heat versus microwave um, heat is just different. Yeah, yeah, so true. I, t I just ate it so slowly and so quietly because I was savoring it 
that was literally the best Thanksgiving meal I've ever had. I'm just going to say it. Like the stuffing, the vegan mac and cheese, the sweet potatoes, like the green beans, everything. Everybody was just enjoying themselves. Everybody was enjoying their food. Oh, the tofu fried chicken. It was so good. And I wasn't looking forward to eating this Thanksgiving. So it's just so funny how that works. Like this year, I was just like, I I don't, I didn't have a taste for anything, but I guess starving myself all Thursday and then eating at nighttime, that shit hit me bad. Right. Amazing Thanksgiving. Boy, old boy. <sighs> well, let us know about you guys this Thanksgiving. Let us know if any of the tips worked, you know. Hit us up on the emails at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. Twitter, Brunch. You can find me on Instagram at imamate. You can find me on Twitter at itsmate. It's Bria. It's Frank and Fem on Instagram and Frank and Fem underscore on Twitter. Period. All right, guys, have a good one. We love you. Bye.